children are a heritage from children are a heritage from children are a heritage from children are a heritage children are a heritage from the Lord children are a heritage from the Lord Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Abolish Abortion Missouri podcast, where we believe children are a heritage from the Lord, and we are working toward the immediate and total abolition of abortion in Missouri. And I should add today, uh, everywhere, indeed, we're, we're, we're working toward the abolition of, of abortion everywhere. And I say that because I'm your host, Brandon. This is episode 15, and I'm joined today by Adam Cochran and David Van Beber. And, uh, and so, guys, Thank you so much for being on with us on this show, on this podcast. I really appreciate you guys making time for this. Oh, Man, thank so you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Yes. Especially since, uh, you know, we are always constantly figuring out ways uh, to work with one another. That's right. Um, right. Christendom conference, being directors, whatever. Yeah, no, we'll, uh, we, we are awesome uh, brothers. It's awesome to know you and uh, everybody else <laughs> that's yeah. uh, that's been a part of everything that we've been doing the past uh, few years. So yes, yeah, yeah. it's, it's been, yeah. it's been really, really great. So before we even jump in, I'll, I'll talk about topics and everything here in a minute, but just, uh, David and Adam, tell, tell me a little bit about your, yourselves and, first, uh, and, and, uh, and then, yeah, David, you can, you can mention why I said we're working toward abolition everywhere, but yeah, Adam and, and David, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, I know I can tell you guys, if you uh, don't have not uh, heard this voice in a podcast form before, uh, Dave and I both uh, do our own podcast, the Tagurit podcast. Brandon has been on there uh, a few times, and so it's awesome to trade here. Uh, but yeah, I go to Redeemer Church here in Springfield, Missouri. I'm a part of the Missouri Baptist Apologetics Network. Um, so, And then I just uh, do barbering all day, so cutting hair and then uh, just talking about this stuff uh, pretty openly behind the chair when I have a captive audience. So it's really cool um, to get the, the public chance to do this. So that's I think awesome. that's pretty much me in the nutshell, just, you know, married for 16 years, got two awesome kids. Um, they are, they are pains just like a, you know, we're Baptist. So, you know, the kids are always vipers and diapers, but God does good <laughs> things with them Absolutely. and, uh, you know, get to raise them and have my own little, two little disciples to, uh, to make. So, and a wonderful wife, Cassie, that has not killed me in 16 years. So there's the uh, evidence of the of the God working in the gospel there. So Dave, on to you. Well, I'll steal a line from Brett Barrett. I am the husband of one wife, uh, the father of four children and that, that are here on this earth and uh, the father of, of six in total. So grateful. God is good to me. I am so thankful. Uh, I am blessed with the opportunity to get to work with Adam in the Taggart podcast. We've been doing it since 2017. I think we're around 300 episodes somewhere in that neighborhood. It's been a blessing. I've learned awesome, a man. lot from Adam. Uh, he continues to direct my reading and is just a, a blessing to me. I am also pastor at Wind Valley Community Church. It is a founder's church and it is not affiliated with any association. So I am really, uh, well, I, I am also a member of a Southern Baptist church, but I am actually not a pastor of a Southern Baptist church, which is a kind of a cool thing. Uh, so I do still get to vote at the Kansas, Nebraska convention of Southern Baptist, and I can go to the Southern Baptist annual meeting. Uh, then I'm really blessed to teach at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. I believe at this particular point, unfortunately, I am the only Southern Baptist professor who is an abolitionist. Mm. Um, until I improve differently, I will continue to make that claim. So there is a brief introduction on myself. 
Yeah, well, those are <laughs> those are good introductions, and uh, you know, uh, for our, all of our listeners, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to imagine that our most faithful listeners have heard you guys and know you guys pretty well. But uh, for anybody else, uh, yeah, these guys even just uh, they they bleed abolition. Uh, you can hear it even in the way they talk. Uh, they just they just really do, and they're very committed to that fight. And so uh, we're really thankful to have you guys as as part of what. Uh, AAMO is trying to do and and how we're even trying yeah to to work with other states and and build up uh, you know um, some type of partnerships and, and coalitions that can that can you know help each other and and lobby maybe isn't the right word but work with each other and, and work for the same cause um, and so you know you know David you're obviously right here on this podcast helping us here in Missouri and 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 uh, I know that there's at least talks of ways to be able to do the same thing in Kansas with you, with Kevin Myers and, and things like that. So we want to, we want to keep up that work. And I just coughed on, on the show, which is awesome. That's all right. It's all right. I think uh, so. Yeah. The tag your podcast. I mean, come on, like we let kids walk in and dogs and uh, we'd like putting coffee cups down on the table and, Bam, you guys, you guys are shaky cameras. I've got a, you know, I, I have my children like quarantined in one area so that, so that I can't, they can't be heard. Yeah. Well, Hey, I, um, uh, so I invite you guys on. I talked to you guys a little bit before, uh, I don't have a, a huge agenda or anything like that, but what I'd like to be able to do, uh, you guys are both very involved in, uh, NBC and SBC, uh, business and, um, fighting for abolition there. And of course, we've just had some recent things going on, um, mm. uh, Adam, especially things that you have been working through and dealing with just in very, very recent weeks. And so I, I, I'm, I'm going to title this episode something like the state of uh, NBC and SBC with respect to uh, abortion, with respect to abolition. So uh, what is, well, Adam, maybe give me a, a little bit of background to uh, your most recent fiasco. Maybe that's Maybe that's too much. Of yeah, a let's word. go. Actually, yeah. So, <laughs> thing is, yeah, this one, this one was kind of cool. It wasn't as major of a fiasco. So the past few years have been a fiasco, especially sure. whenever uh, Dave and I started on this thing. And uh, you know, like, is is Dave just going like, "Hey, I'm basically," it's like he told me that I'm going to do this. <laughs> and I'm going to do it right, and because uh, I'm along for the ride on that. Because I, I at the time, I, I'm still learning a lot of what goes on in the, in the convention and all that kind of stuff. And, and so he's taught me by throwing me in the fire and not really telling me much beforehand. And so it's been awesome. That's how I learn. I, it hurts to learn that way. But then again, once you know it, you know it yeah. on that. So, uh, but yeah, a few years ago we had the fiasco of just the, the hijacking of the term abolition. And that was really in good faith with somebody um, that is a major contributor to things in the, in the NBC world. Anyway, uh, it was, it was, it was hijacked. Um, and, uh, it was argued for incrementally. And then like, yeah, I was sitting there just going, this is not going to fly. And, you know, it, it was bad. So, but, um, you know, to just you know, get past that history to, to now, um, you know, this year I did, um, because of what the Southern Baptist for abolishing abortion with Dusty Devers and, uh, Askell and, uh, Brett Baggett and all those guys, what they were doing, they did the equal protection thing. I was at, um, Anaheim this year with free the States and rescue those and the SBAA, um, handing out, uh, the, 
the resolutions and just like I wasn't a messenger, so I couldn't be behind a microphone, but I was there just doing whatever I could. Um, and then doing stuff for Redeemer and all that, you know, just kind of everywhere. Wait, with you, it. Mean, um, you mean yeah. not being a messenger prevented you from speaking? No, it didn't. Oh, Rick, oh, Rick, Rick wait, Warren didn't oh, wait, get that wait, yeah. type of he, Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not that cool either. So. Sorry. I have to say <laughs> yeah. it. No, no, no. It needs to be said. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he didn't have the tag on, but he had a microphone. Anyway, I was at Anaheim. I was there in the room and I got to make a couple memes about that. Anyway, that was kind of fun. But yeah, I was with, with them handing that out. And so what I did in August is I, uh, you know, our date was like August 26th to send in resolution. So I sent in the equal protection resolution. The only thing that I changed was calling the Missouri Baptist for abolishing abortion. Um, you know, it's basically e e the equal protection of the law for preborn children, a resolution for the Missouri Baptist. And all it changed was the language of the location and date of the convention. Everything else was the same. Um, ended up in October uh, going into the uh, hearing anyway, had a little Zoom meeting with them. And they, uh, I mean, there's, there's a little bit of fiasco there. Um, it didn't get picked. Um, so I had to end up going over to the actual convention and uh, calling it out, uh, making a motion to pull it out of committee. And then it got stapled with another one, I think. And uh, so I didn't have to have the two thirds majority to actually vote on it to speak to it, but I got to immediately speak to it and got, uh, it, it failed. But then there was another resolution that I got to help uh, make, not make sense, but then teach um, abolitionist ideals to really get to the hearts of people um which again it wasn't as much of a fiasco this year so if you want to know any minor details if you want me to start somewhere yeah um, so, in that. so so that's kind of the rough overview you got to um so you're at the missouri baptist convention and mm -hmm. uh, uh the way that the way that the Missouri Baptist Convention operates is that we have, you know, they have this convention and one of the things they do is they vote on resolutions, the ones that get passed through uh, the committee, yes. uh, which is a, yeah. is a whole nother kind of political thing. But if, if something makes it to the, the floor or to the public forum and, and it passes, for example, a resolution, then what the bad, what the Missouri Baptist Convention is saying is as Baptists in our churches, in our local churches, we're all saying we agree with this. We want to work toward it. So mm, uh, yeah. that's that's why that's why um, we're fighting so hard in this convention, because it may seem strange. Like, you know, this is not a political thing. They have no uh, it's it's not like um, by getting the Missouri Baptist to pass a resolution on abolition that we've in any way impacted the laws. But what we have done is impact a commitment to uh, voting, a commitment to working toward and partnering with us in, in that effort. Right. That's kind of, yeah. that's kind of the reasoning why. Yeah. So um, yeah, whenever thinking about resolutions, I wish it would be a prettier thing of uh, kind of like, history to where you define things and you set things in stone. And then, uh, you know, you have to work really hard to change them. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, resolutions are just a year to year conventional issue. So yes, uh, it becomes a, you know, Hey, this year, 2022 Baptist said this about this. And so uh, one thing that we did learn uh, having a show with uh, the late Don Hinkle um, that just recently passed away um, the, the, he was the editor of the pathway, the guy that started it. Um, but he basically, he was also um, a guy that since they were up in Jeff city, uh, he was always around the politicians. And um, if the Baptist said something in a resolution, then as a lobbyist kind of person, then he was freed to go, okay, Baptist said this. Yes. 
I'm going to talk to. So like, that's what it can help out. Now it's yeah. not going to develop a confession and uh, you can't really bring up prior years. So you're not building anything. That's what I don't like about resolutions. You're not really building anything, but the reason why was kept me to it, even though it's painful and I don't like it at the same time, the good thing that I like is I, I, I can only like, I had 1200 people listening to me and what I had right. to say. Right. right. So that's I was able awesome. to teach 1200 people in a room. Like I'm not going to get that opportunity. So, um, even though it might not build anything or do anything in that respect, um, I got to stand up and go like, we all agree guys that, uh, that, that conception and fertilization are the same thing. And we all agree on that. Right. And, uh, we agree that it's a person and that person, um, uh, you know, we must treat this person. Like we can't deny the same rights that we have. We agree that they're, the, they're in a different stage of development, but that's a person that's an image bearer. And then it's to show the room, like really, because they won't do this equal protection thing, they should hopefully go home and be like, wait a second, wait a second. And, and hopefully think about like, wait, why are we denying, you know, like why, what is this equal protection thing? And so, you know, that's, that's what it's there for. Um, but yes, we, we can have people like say Don Hinkle was doing, um, they, since they're servants, we, so it's very representative demo democracy kind of stuff. They're not going to do anything unless if the people tell them and they are trying to be good servants of the people. And so, so the messengers say, yeah, yeah, go for it. Let me jump in real quick. So one thing that I think is good and clear uh, is good for us to define and, and clarify is the purpose of a resolution. Adam, you, you hit on so many things there that are really well stated. And Brandon, I want to build a little bit on what you said there. Why is it that we have Southern Baptists who are really pushing this abolitionist thing and trying to get resolutions passed? The point of that is that a resolution is a thermostat for where the convention is at the time. Those messengers at that place said this is the state of the convention. So the state of the thousands of Southern Baptist churches on the national scene, the state convention for Missouri, it's like 4,000 churches, something like that. I might be wrong on that number, so don't directly quote me, but thousands of churches regardless. What's being said there is, here's where we are on this thing. Now, I want to go back in time just a little bit to 2021. And the reason for that is in 2021, Adam and I made a very conservative effort. And uh, Brandon, you and Josh were definitely a part of that. Kevin Myers was a part of that. There were numerous abolitionists who made a point, Free the States made a point to be in Branson for the Missouri Baptist Convention. We passed out well over 2,000 flyers that actually presented the same resolution that was passed by the Southern Baptist in Nashville. Now, what happened in 2021 was we were strongly rejected. Um, people did not want us there. People did not like that we were being so outspoken about abortion. Uh, unfortunately, there was a tone of anger and animosity towards us. How dare we? I'm not for sure why that was. This year, however, fast forward, I wasn't there. Adam was there, but I did watch the entire Missouri Baptist annual meeting on my computer and recorded some different uh, little elements because I thought they would be useful for the podcast. What we saw this year with the Equal Protection Act was there was a lot of people in the room who were finally starting to have the dots mm -hmm. connected. Uh, that's an important thing. Why is that an important thing? Because Adam just hit it spot on. We do have a Missouri Baptist lobbyist. Mm -hmm. And that lobbyist is going to work. Same thing with the Southern Baptist. They have a lobbyist organization, the Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. That entity exists 
to advocate for the political stance, well, really the moral and ethical stances of the largest Protestant denomination in the United States. So when those resolutions are passed, there are some legs to those resolutions because we're directing entities in how to act and interact with politicians. Now, Adam was exceptionally wise this year because while his resolution didn't make it, another resolution presented by the Christian Life Commission of the Missouri Baptist Convention did make it to the floor. So when that happened, uh, Adam did give me a call and we looked at some of the language. We talked and consulted with people like Dusty Devers to see what we could do. Now, rather than what I thought would be a good strategy, Adam and I came together saying, hey, look, this actually praises all of those trigger laws. Now, the trigger laws, yeah. if you're not familiar with this idea, in Missouri, our governor, or the current governor of the state of Missouri, Mike Parkinson, uh, Mike Parsons. Mike Parsons, thank you, <laughs> did actually uh, make some trigger laws, HB 126. So when Roe was overturned this summer, those trigger laws went into effect immediately. Now, those trigger laws, what they did was they regulated abortion at 15 weeks. And Parsons was also happy to make sure that they were passed. Right. And there is a great article in the Missouri Baptist Pathway. I say great in quotes because it is, um, I'm saying that in such a way that is not true. It is not great because it <laughs> praises Parsons. But yeah, this resolution yeah. praised Parsons and praised specifically HB 126. So what Adam did was he strategically rewrote the uh, the resolution to include uh, ab pill abortions, right? Or self-induced abortions. HB 126 does not do that. Yeah. And Adam got great, I mean, great reception. I passed overwhelmingly. But what yeah. that resolution does now is it states directly, no, 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 Missouri Baptists are against, strongly against, and believe just as evil as going to the abortion doctor to have the abortion. The uh, That self-induced abortion is totally evil as well. And- yeah. What that did was it made the document contradict itself because right. it can't praise HB 126 and in the same turn say, well, it doesn't say enough. See what right. I'm saying? Yeah. Right. yeah. And so there was this great change, I think, that is happening. And I think the equal justice language is, is just key because even people like Moeller have picked up on that language. Go back to uh, Anaheim this summer when yeah. Moeller was asked during his Q&A about there being punishment for mothers who would murder their own babies, their preborn babies. He agreed that there should be justice for those preborn babies. These are massive changes. These yeah. are seismic shifts. And that was in the same time that we were had the, you know, cause like, you know, I was a part of that conversation and all that in Anaheim too. And that was a strategic thing that we did as abolitionists uh, there was like, you know, we're going to end up hearing from the heads of um, all the entities, especially the seminaries. And so, um, you know, just to be a part of that conversation and, and how, you know, how, how we got that rolling or whatever, you know, you, you ended up with, uh, you know, the, the, uh, well, at the time now he's president now the RLC, but he was the inter interim the summer um, saying, you know, it's like, you're not going to get me to say, you know, I'm going to put uh, any mother behind bars, you know, and then you have Moeller going over here. It's like, yeah, like there are some, 
women who are definitely complicit in the murder of their of, of their children right and so you have like this uh this uh schizophrenia from the platform going like okay this person says you know like really what critical race theory and intersectionality says about women saying no woman like it's all the environment uh -huh. is, is a the problem yeah yeah mm -hmm. and then you get the uh you get al moeller over here um, saying, wait a second. No, I see complicity and and some. He's saying it's not all, and the abolitionists are not saying it's all women either. Absolutely. We recognize, right? We recognize that there are human trafficked girls that are getting pregnant, and then their pimps are taking them and having it done, and and stuff like that. And so that's a that's a different situation than you get the Hollywood actress up on stage saying, if I didn't have abortion, I wouldn't be here right now. So right. you know that was the sacrament that she had to have to have her her riches and her salvation and everything uh, in front of the world. So, you know, Mueller sees the, the, the truth behind it and he's speaking the truth. Now we just need to get a little bit more of a push on what's the consistency there, but, you know, but that's what the platform looks like. And it's continued into the NBC where, you know, it's like, we, we are telling the truth and the premise, but we're not following through uh, with what we're calling for, um, you know, in the, in the result. And that's, you know, there's still a lot of work to do to get people to go, you know, what, what, whatever blinders there are on people, we need to figure out what is it and remove it. And that's just more conversation, more getting up to a microphone and, right. and doing the work. So and I think strategically uh, on this, one of the pieces that I, one of the things that I love to, to study is communication theory. And I think of social judgment theory. Again, this is just a man-made theory, by the way, but it is a theory on how persuasion works. And I think that abolitionists have actually made a really, really excellent piece with equal justice. So social judgment theory works like this. Every person has an opinion. It's an anchor point. Within that opinion, they have basically a spectrum, right, of what they would say is acceptable positions. I'm not using the specific language here, but these are acceptable positions. I might not hold that position, but it's acceptable. And then you, of course, have your, what that's called the latitude of acceptance. Then you have the latitude of rejection, right? So one of the things that I think happens frequently when we use language, which is good language and biblical language, by the way, but when we use language like repent, when we use language like murder, right? When we use those terms, that falls outside of many evangelicals' latitude of acceptance. Yeah. However, when we advocate for things like uh, equal justice, it falls within that latitude of acceptance, slightly moving that, um, that anchor point slightly to an abolitionist position. Likewise, I'd even say we have made a very serious wave uh, that would apply Zajonic's mere exposure effect. The more we're, and just slowly and briefly summarizing it. Zajonic says the more that we're exposed to a stimulus, the more we come to become comfortable with it. So the more we use language of abolition, the more we talk about the immediate end of abortion, justice for the pre-born, those terms specifically within the evangelical circles, they began to think on those terms, reflect on those terms, and even use those terms. Now, they might not be using them quite correctly, but they'll begin to think on those words. And so I think that that's really important verbiage. And I also think that it's an important application of persuasion that is biblical and good. And I see it occurring because Adam had no problem having people here. Yes, yes, we believe life begins at conception or life begins at fertilization, fertilization. actually is yes. the better term. Right. And because that is true, we have already said in our confession that we believe those are valuable lives. Yes, they must 
they need to be equally protected under the law because that is only the logical connection. And so I think that that is occurring specifically among those who uphold uh, to the inerrancy of scripture and the authority of scripture. So I, that's, that's all really, really good stuff. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm being encouraged. You know, I, I just had uh, Wes Groggins on um, two episodes ago where, where he was talking about how hopeful he is for uh, the political landscape um, in Missouri, this session regarding abolition. It sounds like, uh, you know, am I reading you guys correctly? It sounds like you guys are pretty um, hopeful that, uh, that, you know, just to take the NBC, for example, it sounds like uh, you guys are pretty hopeful that there's changes occurring there too. And we all know that we're going to need not just the political landscape, but we're, we, we're going to need Missouri Baptists, uh, mm-hmm. if we're really going to, um, abolish abortion. So, and it's, uh, so would you guys say that, yeah, there's still a lot to do. People don't always understand what equal protection means. Uh, you know, there's still people who, out there who think that equal protection means that, um, if you have a, if you have a miscarriage, you might be put in jail or something. There's still people who, who straw man us and, and things like that. But in general, would you guys say that some of those tones are shifting? I mean, it sounds like you're saying that and that's, yeah, the, I would say in the Missouri Baptist convention, you, we have the messengers. So the messengers are listening, the messengers and just, just a, here's, here's where my hope comes from. Um, evidenced anyway, is the fact of the past few years, whenever we did the uh, Missouri for the abolishing abortion, uh, that, that resolution, the resolution that, you know, they dreaded because it causes you to cause you to repent for your past, right. You know, uh, the, the incrementalism part, you know, and then we have the equal protection act that doesn't make that uh, resolve in there, but um, you know, it is the same, the same deal just from a different just kind of a different entry point, just going like equal, equal protection. Here's the logical thing that we hold to as Southern Baptists. So we need to call for this. And then you practically uh, get repentance. You know, um, the thing is when it, we, we were first introducing this stuff, yeah, we got the, uh, we got the two thirds vote to speak to it. You know, they didn't, the, the resolutions committee didn't bring it out. So we had to call it out from committee. Um, we got the votes to call it out from committee to at least speak to it. Um, but then once they heard it and then you had uh, the opposition and everything to it, I mean, not even a third of the room raised their ballots. Right. Um, so just uh, for the listeners here that haven't gotten a hold of our podcast where we talked about it as well um, for, for the other people like to, to know the, the way things go down is if the committee hands out to the messengers um, the resolution. If it comes from the committee, it only needs a, say, 51% majority of the ballots in the room. Gotcha. Um, if you call it out, well, for one, you need you need two-thirds to call it out to speak to it, and then you need two-thirds to pass it. So this, um, I forgot what the rule was that it, it didn't need the two-thirds. It got the second and everything. It got called out, got printed up, placed before the messengers, but it needed a two-thirds majority, not just a simple majority of the room. And I can tell you that if the platform, if the resolutions committee actually gave the equal protection resolutions themselves, we would have passed the equal protection uh, resolution. So we had the majority of the room, a simple majority. Uh, We just didn't have the two thirds majority in the end to substitute because I I called for a substitute. So I wanted to clear out which uh, is resolution number four on the overturning of Roe versus Wade that came from the CLC, the one that I made the amendment to. I wanted to just take that one out completely with the equal protection because that would have just 
that would have taken their document instead of just going line by line and having tons of people at microphones amending it to make it sound like equal protection right. substitution would have just been like here's the real deal come on guys we're saying this and that was kind of my thing like we're saying this we need to say what it is we need to call it what it is we need to call our legislators to the equal protection of the law for pre-born children and you know it's like and the air in the room this year wasn't as tense and thick going into it. you could feel just like the animosity in the room, just even before anything was ever said the past couple of years. This year, a lot more unity going on. It's just, I wish we would be consistently unified and from principle to practice. And so um, when it comes to what I'm, I'm hopeful about the messengers. So the messengers, it was awesome. And just like all the thank yous I got for, you know, standing up there and doing what I did compared to other years was more scowls and um, <laughs> blaming Calvinism over right. other, <laughs> for the problem or something, you know, was get, yeah. getting that kind of thing. Uh, this year I got a lot of thank yous. Hey, I didn't. And I got some guys going like, I didn't know anybody was going to speak to this. And then I saw you wearing your shirt and I was wearing my free the States uh, cut the head off. <laughs> you know, to Harry yeah. Tubman shirt. And then he's like, and I saw you standing up there at the mic with that shirt on you, everything was going to be cool. So it's like, cool, That's but awesome. you should have came to a mic too. I mean, like, so we need a little bit more messenger involvement, um, which uh, that's what the cool thing about AMO and the having Baptists on that too. And, and being able to know what's going on in the state to like, get people like, Hey, we have this in the state. Now we need to speak too. And this is how this whole thing works. It's a bottom up teaching, teaching, teaching as it goes up and then people repent. That's, then that's the Holy Spirit's work. Um, and that, so, you know, so I'm hopeful there now. Am I hopeful when it comes to the CLC? Absolutely not. Am I hopeful when it comes to the platform? Absolutely not. Except for as the messengers continue and we need more people than just me flapping my gums yeah. at, the, at the NBC, you know, and there's, so we need to get churches that aren't involved. They need to get involved. And I know that uh, some churches, I, I don't think you have to give anything and you get like two and then it's $6,000 per year, you know, given to the cooperative program that gets you the extra one. So, you know, 6,000 will get you three, you pay 12,000, you get four, whatever. But I think you at least get two uh, messengers if you are a part of the NBC. So, you know, any pastors out there, any people that want to go to the NBC that want to support this thing, like just, we need you. Yeah. And you can get on a microphone or you can just yell second really loud. Let's like, we need to create an atmosphere of like, let's celebrate this. Like, this is an awesome thing that we need to say, you know? So we just need a little bit more charismatic stuff, guys, I guess, <laughs> NBC when it comes to this stuff so that the platform goes, yeah, we can't, we can't do what we've been doing. Like the messengers, like, you know, and that's what we need to pray for is that the platform sees the messengers and then they serve the messengers instead of putting the kibosh on the messengers. For One sure. of the things, Brandon, that you talked about was the abolition movement as a whole. And so I am no longer a Missouri Baptist pastor. Um, I do teach uh, in a Missouri Baptist school, uh, well, a Southern Baptist school, yeah. but I am a member of the Kansas, Nebraska Convention of Southern Baptist, and I am a messenger. And so I went this year, it was my first time going to their convention, which is a little bit smaller. Uh, I think that they had like 250 messengers or 300 messengers and like 25 guests, right? And so next year it'll be in Omaha and uh, I, I will be there. Um, and I am uh, that year, I will be submitting a resolution. What I noticed about that particular group is that I think Kansas is such a weird place, right? Uh, because obviously it is a, it is uh, to use the term and I want to use it properly and it's sort of, it is a pro-life place for the most part. 
Uh, I know people will say that this value of them both didn't pass. What do you mean? It's funny because I actually think that part of the reason that value of them both didn't pass is more because there were Christians who were not supporting it than there were a bunch of Christians who were uh, not supporting it, right? Mm -hmm. I think that it is a demonstration that there actually was some momentum and some movement because there were a lot of very well-stated and articulate Christians and abolitionists who were speaking against it because of what it did, changed the Constitution, basically protected abortion under the Constitution. And I don't think that people in Kansas liked that. Now, Nebraska, mm. again, very conservative place. So I think that language such as the uh, equal protection for the pre-born will actually resonate with those folks. Um, the Kansas-Nebraska Convention of Southern Baptists, their resolutions situation is a lot easier. It's a lot smaller. Um, I didn't know particularly how to submit a resolution. I didn't know if it was a very good idea since it was my first year there. But I do think that in, that groups like AIM have a very powerful voice. And likewise, one of the first state associations to pass the abolition of abortion was the Spurgeon Baptist Association. And they affirmed that. And I don't know of a lot of Missouri Baptist associations that actually affirmed the abolition of abortion. So I think that there's some real, uh, I think there's some momentum and some real hope there. It's a smaller group. I think a very, again, very conservative group. And I think that going about it strategically, and again, I am very much for the AIM folks. I think that they've got some really good stuff and they're getting ready to start their podcast. I think it's going to be called Bloody Kansas. Uh, mm. And so I it's will- a good title. <laughs> Definitely uh, affirm those folks. They've got good stuff. Jared Buttrick and Valley Sharping, uh, outstanding guys, and a very resolute group of folks that have a, a really strong uh, support of their church and elders. So with that, I, I think that there's some real hope, some real bridges to be built. And again, I would think that uh, the abolition of abortion is going to start in the heart of the country. Missouri, Kansas, Nebraska, those places have the opportunity to make a very serious impact. I think Moeller says that there are a lot of Christians around the Cracker Barrel and not so many around <laughs> the colleges. Yeah, um, I found yeah. that to be the case. I don't know if the Cracker Barrel is the best place. Maybe the Casey's is the best place um, rather than <laughs> Cracker Barrel in the state of Kansas. If you have a Casey's, you have a lot of conservatives. If you have a college institution, you don't have. And there's not as many institutions of higher learning in Kansas and Nebraska uh, per capita as there is in Missouri or other states. So I'm hopeful about that. And then again, sitting down with the director of the Kansas-Nebraska Convention of Southern Baptists, a key piece, getting some of the ears of some of those movers and shakers. I actually think they're a little more accessible in the state of Kansas and in uh, Kansas-Nebraska Convention than they are in the Missouri Baptist Convention that's not as big of association. So again, I think that, of course, the voices, the evangelical voices in those places, though, is larger. So I'm hopeful about those that's things awesome. for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, all all that, yeah. I mean, you know, cautious, uh, encouraged, cautiously encouraged. If that's mm. a if that's a phrase, yeah. Um, yeah. It sounds like it sounds like is the right place to to do. Well, well, and I'll just say this, you guys, this has been super informative, and I'm getting a bet that it's been super informative for our listeners. I, I know that that uh, it's not a completely uh, Southern Baptist, you know. Uh, audience that we're talking to here yeah. but there's there's a lot of us i mean there's a lot of us who are a lot of our listeners who are 
uh, SBC, um, uh, you know, either are there or have been there. Uh, certainly that's, I mean, that's me. I'm not there now, but I, I have been, uh, basically my whole life. And, and, um, so I have a deep love and appreciation and also desire to see that reform happen. So that's, mm-hmm. that's all been really, really good before, um, before we kind of close up shop here, let me ask you, um, does, uh, well, let me ask it like this. What, uh, would you guys say, you know, to our, to our listeners here, um, what needs to happen in Kansas? What needs to happen in Missouri specifically with respect to those conventions, anything that, anything kind of other thoughts that you guys have that we haven't already touched on, um, moving forward, looking, looking forward for, for next year. So strategically in my mind, what is a piece that I think, um, that uh, abolish abortion Missouri and that aim could do is contact because Southern Baptists have a very interesting structure of leadership, right? It is of course, church autonomy is key, but they do meet in local associations. It's easy to get a booth at a local association and to say a word as a sponsor. Uh, Adam and I have done it. Um, we did it in 2021. I think I spoke at three, um, associational annual meetings. Yeah. And um, we even gotten like tag your head in some of them. Like I, I went up and spoke at a couple of things. So it's easy to really get a hold of the, uh, the associations really so easy. One of the things that I, I seek to do in my partnership with more of the Kansas, Nebraska folks is touch base with some of those folks in aim and say, Hey, what do we need to do to find out when these associational annual meetings are so that a booth can be got there? so that we can get the word out there, get our name in a program and make some contacts. Because honestly, while I believe that social media and podcasts like this are incredibly important, again, my first introduction to abolitionism was on YouTube, right? Jeff Durbin, right? That was the first time I heard about it. Uh, Praise God, I'm so glad. And I imagine that there's tons of people who have done that. But you also have to recognize that social media is not unified. We sometimes take for granted the great. Uh, the usage of YouTube is great, but it's particular to the things that you're looking at, right? So I'm not generally going to be finding something on the abolition of abortion if all I really like to look at is sports shows, right? Yeah. Or some other, you know, different niche piece. So our influence in word or face-to-face interaction is going to be crucial. And I think the boots on the ground component is incredibly important. There's like 15 or 18 associations in the Kansas, Nebraska Convention of Southern Baptist. Uh, there is no reason at all that AIM shouldn't be at, at five of them, right? Or 10 of them. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing in Missouri. There's like 40 associations. There is no reason that Abolish Abortion Missouri shouldn't be at 10 or 15 of those annual meetings. Uh, it's as simple as calling a director of mission or an associational missionary saying, hey, when is your annual meeting? Hey, what does it cost? which they're not usually going to charge you, by the way. They right. didn't charge us anything. What would it cost for us to set up a booth there? Oh, no, we just show up with our literature? Sweet. They might want to see some of it, but uh, they didn't even ask to see any of the stuff that I had. And so maybe even as simple as calling pastors within those associations. So there's one of my, there's my strategic uh, mastery, I guess. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. The strategic thing is going to be um, pastors. 
and uh, telling them like educating their congregations on what an association is. Cause I'm not, you know, some, some places might not even be involved. They might know about the Missouri Baptist annual meeting. They might know, might know about the, the, the Southern Baptist annual meeting and stuff. And they probably, there's a lot of rural churches that probably don't even get recognized as messengers and a lot of that kind of stuff, but um, get definitely getting to the uh, association. Why is it important um, again, as a teaching thing? So we need, we need pastors to um, get their churches on this issue to go talk about. So like, you know, I, I, I basically just a good old pastoral pastoral committee and, and as uh, gets getting more effective that way so that uh, it's a pastoral movement and it's not just a, um, an un, unshepherded movement of yeah. the of congregants but you know pastors being a part of this that's a that's a big thing and then it's just continuing to punch holes and finding those little soft spots of like hey, we haven't we haven't uh, been we haven't been good on the keys part where we're applying the grace we haven't we haven't uh, like you know i think the biggest thing that was a big hole puncher for me this this uh summer at anaheim was the fact that abolitionists were going like hey can we uh utilize nam funds to to go to ministries um that are abolition ministries in front of mills can we get mm. missions money because that's a mission and they oh, were dude, like well you you can amazing. do it yeah they asked that but this is the hole that they punched was um like well you know we would commend you and your church having that kind of ministry but that's not what the sbc is here for and i'm going what this yeah. is a missional opportunity. So now that we know it, what are we going to do in the messengers? It's all about the messengers. Messengers, we are the, when it comes to Baptist polity, um, we have a voice in these me meetings and this is cooperative program money. Do you want to, do you want to not make abortion unthinkable, but do you want to provide? Do you want this to be a mission of your church so you can do Absolutely. it that way? And then if, you know, it's one of those things like we need to be working on the calling our magistrates to equal protection at the same time providing. So we have to, we can't just make law and have justice served without us coming in and being the church, um, what we're supposed to be doing. So that's, you know, we, we need to think on the two fronts and not just uh, focus on one. Cause I think too, too many churches are focused on this, uh, the caregiving without calling to justice. Yeah. And then you got the people that are just calling to justice, but not working about the caregiving. And we, I think that's, that's the key is having both in place in the, in the local church, having the multiple churches coming together. And that's what our associations, that's what the cooperative program is for in Missouri. And then the, the big blanket statement of uh, SBC life and NAM and all that stuff. It's, it's a big thing. There's a lot of money there and let's put it in the right places and then call for the right things. And I, I mean that, but it's all going to start with, you in the pew. Yeah. Let me call one last piece. Sure. Leverage your influence in print media in mm. Missouri. Uh, we have a friend in Benjamin Hawkins. Uh, Adam and I do have a friend in Ben Hawkins. Um, there is opportunities to write into the pathway. It is the fourth or third largest print newspaper in the state of Missouri. Um, there are their audience is the people that go to should they, their audience are the people that go to the annual meeting. Mm. That is a key. And I think that's one thing that that specifically uh, Missouri Baptist for, or uh, abolish abortion Missouri could leverage a little bit more. That's Make good. sure that when you put on a conference that you're writing it into the pathway. 
make sure that there is an opportunity within those folks. Hey, we'd love the pathway to set up a booth here at our at our event. Um, take advantage of that because there are good uh, good relationships there. And so leveraging those, um, Chris Williams, the president of the Missouri Baptist annual meeting. Um, in fact, I'm going to introduce Adam to him here in the next few days. I was thinking about this. Uh, he's the one who names individuals to be on the resolutions committee. And I'm going to recommend Adam to him. Hey, um, the president, I, the president recommended me. Uh, right. the, so the past president, John Nelson, I guess he's still president. I guess now it'll kind of, the term will come up, but yeah, he was the one that from the stage, he was like, uh, cause I was, I was monopolizing the microphone. It was great. <laughs> and uh, he was like, Oh, by the way, you'll be on the resolutions committee next year, Adam. And I just went, please. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. I've messaged him and I'm like, Hey, whatever you like, whenever I said, please, I wasn't joking. So whatever you can do. And he's, Oh, I will reach yeah. out to, yeah. to, to Chris for sure. Yeah. Well, man, uh, in fact, even uh, trying to get him to sit down with uh, a few uh, abolish abortion Missouri folks would be key. Um, yeah, and I've got I've got a campaign video as well that I need to share, and then we just need people to share it for like nobody's ever campaigned for the resolutions committee, I'm sure, but it'd be really fun to campaign for it. And mm -hmm. I've got the video of him saying that I'll be on the resolutions committee. I say please, and it says Adam Ray Ray Cochran for uh, resolutions committee 2023. So uh, how can I have the listeners of the AMO uh, podcast? Uh, would you guys share if we, once you see that video, share it, like, don't dislike it. No, share it, put it on your timeline. Absolutely. That'd be awesome. I didn't even know that you made that man. <laughs> I've made one. I haven't put it out yet, but I can share it with Chris. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and, and get someone like Jonathan Hayashi behind you too. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Oh, man, you guys, this has been this has been really, really great. And so thank thank you guys so much for doing this. Uh, because it man, really it's informed me, like just even listening to you guys talk and some great ideas, great ideas. Um, I mean, I, I'm just blown away by the obviously it got rejected, but the idea of actually using uh Southern Baptist funds to to uh go on mission outside of Planned Parenthood. I mean, that's that is a uh, that's Fantastic. a mission. Fantastic. It's well, yeah, it's there's it there's deserves the, the money. Ones. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. does. So folks, man, those of you who are listening, uh, who are in Southern Baptist churches, that one point alone, everything that's been said here is gold, but that one point alone is something worth talking to your pastors about. Mm -hmm. Or for those pastors who listen, that's something worth talking to your DONs about. And yeah, DON. I was gonna say yep. talk to your DONs. I got to talk to uh Josh or yeah, just Josh, Josh Hall. Hall. Yeah, mm -hmm. Jordan's yeah. Hall, Jordan Hall's brother, Josh Hall. That's the DOM in Springfield now, and I, and I was or Green County, and I was just like, I was telling him about that, and he didn't know that was said in Anaheim, and I was like, that's that'd be something to really think about um, here in Green County to affect Missouri, especially that you started to be a DOM. You can already, I mean, I, I didn't say that he'd already get like hated for it or something, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, that's yeah, that's incredible. All right. Well, uh, again, guys, thank you so much. Well, we got to do this again, uh, and and we gotta we gotta do it again soon, and because I want to keep you know hearing these updates. So yeah, you know, let's let's plan on this again sometime after we've made some progress and, and gotten some feedback. Um, any final words? Any final words? Uh, just keep doing what you're doing, man. I'm so grateful. I'm mm -hmm. Really, really humbled to be able to come in and visit with you. It's a it's a blessing. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right, folks. Well, this has been the Abolish Abortion Missouri podcast, where we believe children are a heritage from the Lord, and we are working toward the immediate and total abolition of abortion in Missouri, Kansas, and Nebraska, uh, all the way out in Anaheim, wherever we can. We're trying to see abortion 
ended. So we thank you so much for listening. We encourage you to like and subscribe to this podcast. But as it's even been said, the most important thing is to share. Share this. Uh, let's get the word out further and further and further and further. That's how we're really going to make change is, uh, is through discipleship. And so that's what we have to have. So uh, share this podcast, talk to other people, and then, uh, and then get involved how you can. Uh, again, thank you so much for listening. And as always, abortion must be abolished. Soli Deo Gloria. 